On today's show, should DIY musicians promote their own show? That's the question we're going to ask on today's 30-minute music marketing. 30-minute music marketing for musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hi, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for DIY artists and independent musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Thanks very much for watching this, listening to this, wherever you get your podcasts, or if you're watching it on the YouTubes or the Facebooks. Thank you very much for doing so. Smash that subscribe button. Subscribe if, if you're on the YouTube. Tell a fellow independent musician about our show and all the help and advice that you get from us on a weekly basis. And like what we do. If you like what we do, like it. That like way it, it be keeps a, us motivated. There'll be a button or a heart somewhere. To give up our Fridays doing this. So We record on a Friday. They get it on a Monday. They do. Well, so. depending, depending on whether you edit it in time. Sorry, anyway. that's just a, a big dig from Greg and so, his poor um, timekeeping and processing of episodes. Anyway, deep dive, Greg. Deep dive. What is today's date? Question. Deep dive. Well, Number 20. Uh, well, you, you didn't know the question because you answered it at the top of the uh, top of the episode. Should DIY musicians promote their own shows? And this follows on from a deep dive that we did, uh, you know, a, a couple of weeks back. It was deep dive 20 when we discussed whose responsibility is it to market a show. Do you remember that? Do you, I should do. We, should we have a bit of a recap? Go on. Well, we said that there's, there's like normally three different parties when it comes to promoting a show. Yep. There's the venue, and we yep. said that they normally market to the people who attend the venue and they market in the area around the venue. Yep. There's the promoter who will book the venue and the band, and generally it's their job to advertise to the general public, yep. as it were. And then you've got the band or artists themselves, and it's their responsibility to market to their audience, their fans, and depending on the size of uh, that particular artist, maybe their the family and the the friends, yeah, as well. And so we, that's, we, and, that's and we, obviously in that ideal world. Yeah, and, and and we said at the time that for a lot of DIY artists, if you left it all to the promoter, well, the, the only people or the main people that know about you as an artist and a musician are generally your your fans, your social media followers, and your you sort of friends and family, and that you, as an artist, were the best person to to contact those people and if you left it all to the promoter the promoter doesn't really know necessarily who your sort of fans are so we said at the time that if you left it all to the promoter you'd possibly be missing out and there would be you know a bit of a you know a discrepancy as it were in terms of trying to actually that's reach the people way, who were supposed to be you know coming to the show and that's sort of where we left it and um, i suppose we could sort of follow on from that particular point and say, okay, then, well, if you know, should you as a musician, should you cut out the middleman? Should you actually forego the use of a promoter and start promoting mm. your own shows yourself? Would you say you have experience of both of these? Yes, and you know, you've got some experience in, in promoting, you know, nights. Yeah. On, on a small scale, but you know, as as we've sort of said in that particular the recap, then it's for maybe a lot of the nights that our audience might be playing, that they're doing a lot of the legwork. They're bringing most of the crowd, and really on a lot of nights that audience, you know, that our audience might be uh, might be playing, all a promoter will do is they will book a venue and they will get four acts or artists who possibly don't even all sort of sound the same. Mm -hmm. And they'll just go, they'll have something whereby they might do a pay-to-play 
ticket deal. Let me just spit on that. Or they might go, yeah, right, you, you need to sell, uh, you know, 40, 50 tickets. I'll give you a pound a ticket for every ticket that you sell. And the promoter really, they're almost like a, I, use, I always use the term gig facilitator. They're giving bands an opportunity to play a gig, but you know the bands have to do all the legwork, and it's the band's fans who are really paying for the privilege to watch a band you know that they want to see. That's maybe their sort of friends and family in what might be, admittedly, you know, a nice venue and a venue maybe the size that necessarily that act wouldn't be able to to play under normal sort of circumstances. I think that that accounts for a lot of the shows that maybe our audience might be familiar with. But they're the ones that are usually the ones hating those set of circumstances. Yeah, because, you know... It's they, always someone else's job. Yeah, and, but, you know, and it's, <clears throat> it, it's generally sort of... It's generally sort of hard work and the acts don't normally receive a lot of the financial reward yeah. for that hard work. So I'm just discussing now about the possibility of, you know, if you've got your wits about you and you're organised and you're hardworking, I think it might be possible for, uh, you know, a lot of our audience to take on that responsibility of being the promoter themselves. So what, you know, so, so, so here's, here's, here's a possible action plan. So, so we're based in uh, sunny St. Helens in the northwest of England. Our two nearest major cities. metropolitan <laughs> cities are Liverpool and Manchester. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is if I was maybe the sort of mm -hmm. act who could, you know, at a push, maybe get 50 people to travel 10 or so miles. Are we talking to a 50 city. fans or 50 friends and family members? As, as long as they're paying a ticket, I don't care who they are. Right, okay. right. So if you can get 50 people to a gig, mm -hmm. then what you really need to do is, right, can you find in your nearest major metropolitan town or city uh, a, a music venue or somewhere that, that puts gigs on that is maybe about 100 capacity sort of venue? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the example I always use here is the uh, the castle on Oldham Street in Manchester. It's a pub. Uh, it's got a room at the back. It's got eighty capacity. You used to be able to hire it out for a hundred quid. Really? Yeah. I mean, it might be a little bit more now, but you know, some say in the region mm -hmm. of about a hundred, hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. So if you can bring fifty people to that venue, and you can get a support act, and they can bring. 30 people say, yep. then you're going to sell out that venue. You're going to be associated then with a sold out show. Mm -hmm. Yes, you, <clears throat> you and your support act, you brought all the audience yourselves, but that would have been exactly the same case had you been you know, running, doing a gig for another promoter with four acts on the bill, playing a much bigger venue. You've not sort of sold it out. And it's one of those nights whereby if you're on last all the three acts that are on before you because they've played their mates have seen their you know that audience have seen their mates play on the stage and as soon as they've played they all generally bugger off then don't they yes they do you, mm -hmm. uh, oh, do you remember the uh, occasions greg when uh, we go oh we're on last that's great we're, we're, top, we're top of the bill and generally you end up playing to a mostly empty room because everyone <laughs> who, who was there to watch their friends mm -hmm. who'd played before you they'd all They'd all sort of gone. So we're now in a situation whereby, yes, we've brought all the audience, but you would have done that anyway. Nobody wanted a headline, did they? It's like, I don't want to go yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but this is it. So, so now 
because we're playing a smaller venue, we've sold it out. So we've got the kudos of selling out a venue. You can put sold out all, you know, you can spread that banner all across social media. And now, obviously, you've got the, you know, the expense of, of room hire, which might be, you know, as I say, 100, 120, 130 pounds. Maybe the cost of marketing, got your posters, running some Facebook ads boosts, that sort of thing. Yeah. Other than that, you get to reap the financial rewards. You get to, um, if you're using a, a ticketing service like Eventbrite, you can capture the email address of the people who've mm. got tickets so you can start to build a sort of database. Actually, on this basis, talking about tickets, I still see a lot of people, we're going to use that swear word, well, swear phrase again, Carry on. pay to play. <clears throat> and they're all kind of going out, going around selling literally physical tickets. Selling a physical ticket is going to acquire you no information, is it? No. So why, are they, why yes. are they still doing You want people to actually buy online? Yeah, that's what I mean. Why, is, why, am, why am I still seeing tickets there's printed a, out? There's, a certain, there's obviously a certain amount of convenience. And again, at that that's particular... That's an additional cost. Because you've got to get the blimmin' things printed out. Yeah, at, at a certain level, I think that method of ticket distribution... It's almost a bit like buying raffle tickets. Yeah. When you cajole... <laughs> you know, Again, if, if you're into the act of having to cajole somebody to buy a ticket from you there and then, as you would do if you were buying a, a, a sort of raffle ticket. But yeah, you, you, you know, you want to be pointing people online because then you can get their email addresses for, you know, for customer data. And when you next do a show in that city or town I, or location, you can email them again and just say, you know, exciting news, we're yeah. back. And also, I mean, the thing is that you could, uh, can you sell tickets on your Facebook page? If you use Eventbrite, you can sell within the Facebook event itself. And you are going to get a database. So in some respects, it's, it's, you're not only putting on a gig and stuff, you're also, you know, acquiring a database, which would otherwise cost you money, but ultimately will be covered by the person paying the ticket price. So, so it's a win-win, isn't so it? I would, I would say for local shows, cut out the middleman slash middle person. There's, you know, again, if you can get that audience to mm. the show, if you, you know, then I think that, I think that's a, that's a it's a great thing to do. The one thing I would say is yep. that if you know doing <clears throat> promoting local shows is one thing, establishing a tour and taking that out is into is a whole different ball game for a number of reasons. One is that there's a certain amount of expertise, and for, for example, you might know in terms of the locale where a good particular venue to play would be, maybe where a good venue wouldn't be. If you start going out to external cities, which are, you know, 50, 80 miles away, you haven't got necessarily that 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 local music scene knowledge. And you might put yourself into a venue where you don't necessarily want to put yourself well, I'd into. Well, I'd be kind of doing online content, live performances, even filming a gig done locally and then market that to uh, some like the next town along see what the reception is to that and then consider going over there but it's almost like they're going to these other places before they even know they're actually really wanted to be there kind of thing mm. so coming back to there's just a quick question coming back to what Come you on. said so okay they're going to go they're going to cut out the middleman as you've suggested cut out the middleman small venue small venue what okay so say give me a figure based on your expertise yeah, yeah, yeah. of how much it's going to cost them to hire the venue and promote it so they can get and occur the costs of con making some contribution to a second band playing what's it going to cost them right uh, hiring a venue it 
Obviously, every venue is is different. But can I go on this hundred person capacity? A hundred person, a hundred person capacity room or venue is going to cost you in the region of about a hundred. Upper end would be maybe a hundred and fifty. Okay, and how much are you going to spend on promotion? Um, I would spend something in the region of about maybe a pound per person. So you're going to spend a hundred quid on promotion. Yeah. Right, okay. So that's 200 to 250 <clears throat> pounds expenses. And what are you going to pay the other band to play? Oh, I don't know. How much would we Well, you'd you'd have to maybe Yeah, well, you got to otherwise maybe discuss. So. Okay, but let's kind of give the let's try and give the people on the okay, other side right, of the camera so a bit of a Okay, right. So say say we're really generous and we pay them 100 pounds. So that's now cost you 300 to 350 quid for a night. 100 capacity room, yeah. 7 pounds a ticket. <clears throat> so, right, okay. That's 700 pounds. Yeah. We've spent three hundred, maybe three fifty. Right. So that's say three hundred and fifty quid profit. So boom, boom, really? check, like, like, boom. Plus you can what? sell merch. Well, the on thing, the night and as you're well. also going so, and you're going to acquire a database of people that you can contact again. So realistically, are you the people on the other side of this? The people who are listening to the podcast can't oh, see your finger oh, pointing. I realise that, but the people on the other Just end of our voices. Yes, are you prepared? to put money, to make money, and also increase the awareness of your band. Because based on that example, which is, you know, not ex it's not impossible. No. It re will require a bit of work, but realistically, you, we can, if you really hate these pay-to-play gigs and venues and shenanigans, stop doing them. Do yeah. this. It's... When when you, money, when you when you break it down when you break mm. it down like that, and when when you realise it again, if you're bringing fifty people <clears> to a gig, say you know fifty or, or whatever, yeah, and they're paying money, but they're paying that money direct to the promoter, and they could be paying that money to you, and it, you know, like I say, it's only when you really start expanding it further, as I say, into other cities where with the costs start to get a little bit more yeah no i won't say out of control but more than, than more yeah because what you've got to do is seems higher you, than the you, game yes you've got to you've got to start thinking about so if you're doing like a 10 10 date tour then you've got your deposits for your venues and you've yep. got all the facebook advertising for shows which might be months in advance but you might be spending 100 this month and 100 next month and and 200 the month after and you you incur a lot of expenses and you won't necessarily get the money from the tickets until the actual date of the mm. show, so that, so that there's a time, you know, there's, there's basically it, you know, it's a cash flow situation, and that's you know, as I say, if you're a promoter, and I work for a promoter, our skill is booking the right acts at the right venues, which is where I was when I was talking about venues before. Mm. But also, you know, we've got the the, the cash reserves to pay for all mm. the expenses in terms of you know marketing, promotion, all all that sort of thing. So the bands don't have to worry about that. I you know I've been recently working with a band and, and doing some of their Facebook advertising, mm -hmm. and the, the you know they were saying right, this is going to have to go on the uh, this is going to have to go on the credit card because we're paying for all this advertising and promo, yeah. and the tour hasn't even started yet. And so so we've not got any money to to pay for it. So obviously you know at, at scale that's where a promoter comes in, and that's where a promoter might earn their money. But in terms of, in terms of your local shows, if you, if you go small, I think that's the you, you know, effectively you can, you can, can go do big. It yourself. Yeah, well, yeah. In terms of so. Really, you don't be afraid in spending money because if you really want the, the stage to play on and the people there, then 
if you've got the possibility of risking something, hopefully you won't rely on everyone else to do it for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in terms of you just put at the bottom here, if you want to play a bigger venue in town... Yeah, so, so you know, we were talking about 100 you know, capacity venues. If you want to go, right, well, I fancy taking the next step up and you haven't which got is kind a lot... Which is kind of what you're doing for this year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah but yeah, I'm not going to talk yes. about I'm not yeah, talking, yeah. mention any more than that at the yeah. moment. But you are kind of going, yeah. you're having to we, think big. We want to move up to to a, a bigger room, a bigger venue in one of the towns where we play. So we're collecting a, a bill of, of artists who will each bring people in. So, you know, if you're saying, right, well, I want to move up from a 100 capacity venue, but I haven't got the necessary audience to actually move that up, then maybe you could book an out-of-town headliner and you could be the support for that particular show. Again, you're going to run into uh, instances whereby, well, they're going to need, you know, paying and you might need to pay them maybe four or £500 to play. But, you know, again, and again, there's a, there's a greater risk, but, you know, that that's... The sort of thing that, that promoters do, they you know they they do take on risk, but that would be one way to do it. Yeah, and again, you're getting the stage that you want, and ultimately, you can, if you don't like the way that someone else does it, then take the reins, you know, and yeah. then it's you can decide however you want. And you've got the kudos of of quite literally doing it all yourself mm. and knowing you know that's something that that you've built. I mean, you, you've been you know you promoted uh, nights yourselves yeah, many many years ago. You know, we we promoted you know a uh, a night that that moved oh, yes, around yeah from the north yeah so you remember it now that no, moved thinking, around the northwest of England yeah. and and going to going to somewhere and having you know quite a, a modest amount of well, blind this was before Facebook wasn't it the, having a modest amount of people mm. uh, you know at a night that that you created yourselves that none of these people would be here if it wasn't for you that's a really great and, feeling and also the other thing is it gives you the um it gets you out of just your little bubble it gets you kind of you know if you're outside your comfort zone that's usually the time that you yeah. learn yeah and you might find that you're actually very good at being a promoter and you sack off of this being a musician like you never know. You never know. It's kind of a bit like what you've done. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still very much a musician, Greg. Very much a musician. Yes, he's actually bought his first musical instrument in, in about a, in about ten years, ten, ten maybe fifteen years. Yeah. So yeah, start from summarize. the top. Summary. So the question was: Should DIY musicians promote their own shows? Um, Yes, but with a certain caveat. I think we, that you should be more than capable of promoting local shows within your own area. I would go about promote uh, booking uh, smaller capacity venues, maybe something on the lines of 100 capacity there or thereabouts. What you need to do is maybe to get, to get your yourself and maybe one, maybe even two support acts. And because um, it's you as an artist who'd be bringing all the audience rather than a promoter who's trying to attract the general public. You can uh, basically do a small-scale show, bring all the uh, the audience in yourselves, but reap all the financial rewards yourselves. And, you know, those people filming with their phones will ultimately tell more people about you, so they're going to be doing some promotion for you as well, mm. in a roundabout kind of way. So in terms of uh, don't be afraid of taking risk, you know, in terms of, yes, it's monetary risk and nobody likes spending money on something that isn't a guitar. Uh, but if you go along the lines of the smaller venues, then you will, you know, you are going to push yourself and you will be the person who will make that return rather and than blaming the promoter. As long as, as, long as you're OK, you know, with hard work 
and the, and the idea is that, you know, it takes a lot of work to try and get 50 people to a gig that someone else is promoting. You might as well do the same amount of work and get those people to your own gig. And that's, you know, that's, how I, that's how I look at it. Anyway. On a hundred person venue, it looks like, you know, just on the basic math that we talked about, you literally could double your money. So yeah. on the money spent, which ain't a bad deal, is it? Wonga. So there you go. That is today's 15 minute deep dive. Fifth, well, it's probably a bit over, but. Who cares? Who what cares? are your thoughts? What are your questions? Do you agree Switch with us? Is down. it something that you've done already? Do you feel suitably inspired to go out and do it yourselves? Is there anything else you want us to uh, talk about and give our opinions if... or advice on? There's probably a box yeah. somewhere underneath this video that you can do that. Leave us a comment. Get in contact with us, uh, you know, via some other ways, Twitters, Twitter. all, all that sort of thing. Yes. So anyway, uh, have a good week. And Thanks very much. We will see you same place, same time next week. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.